Look out for the gay Pop-Tarts that might be sexualizing your children. A dying wife tells her husband she wants to boink her ex one more time. And the Japanese government is going to release all of the radioactive water. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News. It's the only daily weird news podcast in the world. And I'm tired. I'm real tired. It's the only daily weird news podcast. And I'm tired, man. Let's do it. Are gay Pop-Tarts sexualizing our children? Did you guys know Pop-Tarts were gay? Oh, man. Another day, another classic food being canceled because it's gay. Let's find out what's going on with Pop-Tarts. Why are they so gay? I had no idea. I love Pop-Tarts. I miss them. I miss them. Uh, Pop-Tarts here. We have... um, a former Trump advisor. No, we should probably stop right here, right? A former Trump advisor. <laughs> okay. He's also, oh, it says great. He's a white nationalist. That's always helpful in the culture. The more white nationalists you have, the better. They're great. If you uh, want to live in fear and paranoia, that's always wonderful. Xenophobia, I find to be awesome for the culture. More of that. We have this man's name, Stephen Miller. Okay, let's find out what this dumbass is all about. He filed a complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission accusing Kellogg's, the makers of Pop-Tarts, of targeting children through marketing campaigns that politicize and sexualize their products. All right, Miller's right-wing nonprofit, America First Legal. America First Legal. I'm sure this nonprofit organization is doing a lot of good in the culture. They tweeted a list of these products, uh, which included a 2022 collaboration between pink lemonade Pop-Tarts with neon pink filling and GLAAD, G-L-A-A-D. I had to look that up. GLAAD is a nonprofit focused on LGBTQ advocacy and cultural change. They fight for the rights of LGBTQ people. They had a deal with Pop-Tarts, apparently, to make a pink lemonade Pop-Tart with neon pink filling. That sounds delicious, by the way. Uh, um, you know, the gayer it is, the more delicious it is, it seems to me, when, we, when it comes to flavors. All the gay flavors are awesome. They're always like strawberry, oh, lemonade, cotton candy. Oh, those gay flavors are awesome. I'm all for gay flavors. I want more gay flavors in my life, guys. I'll give you my address if you want to mail me some gay Pop-Tarts. I'm down. <laughs> The gayer my Pop-Tarts, the better, to be honest with you. I want my gay Pop-Tarts, like, you know, that come right from right straight from the gay nightclub. That's how I want my gay Pop-Tarts. I want them all hot and ready to go. <laughs> so it says here, in addition to the gay Pop-Tarts, this white nationalist is accusing Kellogg's of other stuff, such as having a Pride cereal. I don't know about the Pride cereal, some limited edition. It was rainbow heart-shaped cereal. Wow, it sounds delicious. See, I told you the gay flavors are amazing. Um, the complaint also cites drag queen RuPaul's appearance on the on a Cheez-Its box in September, and Tony the Tiger posing with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney at the Tony Awards in June as well. Oh, Tony the Tiger, oh, hanging out with transgenders. Can't have that. It's a fictitious tiger person on the cereal box, bro. Really? <laughs> Oh man, it's so exhausted. So exhausting being a conservative, isn't it? You're constantly having to fabricate evidence for your paranoid fantasies. <laughs> Got to look for gay everywhere. Where's the gay? I know it's around here somewhere. So now I get rid of this gay. 
Flamingos. Hmm, very pink. I'm thinking these birds are quite gay. Oop, Corvettes. I think Corvettes could possibly be gay. You know what? I think we should get together and cancel flowers. Flowers should be canceled. (laughs) Flowers are gay. (laughs) I know. They're trying to take Shakespeare out of classrooms, these conservatives, because they talk about sex. Oh, my God, sex. It's not even sex. It's just romantic love between a, a man and a woman. Like, what's so bad about that? I mean, what do you think your kids are doing with the smartphone, man? You don't think your kids are watching some people get it on, get it on with the smartphone? They're watching people get it on. Just like, you know, they're watching people get it on and they're eating gay cereal. They just are, just FYI, <laughs> as they should. <laughs> when I was a kid, I watched people get it on as often as I could. I had to use a, a, a DVD <laughs> to do it. But hey, man, yeah. And if there was any gay cereal around, I, w- I would eat it. We didn't really have gay cereal back then, but I would have ate that shit. I mean, I like Lucky Charms. That's pretty close to a gay cereal. Uh, anyways, I got to wrap this story up. I feel awful anyways that I'm already giving a platform for this this guy and his stupid ideas. I mean, it's horrible. Uh, no one should be covering this, but I, I thought it was so bizarre. I, I thought I'd get into it. So why not use my platform to just say, this guy's an idiot. I mean, and his ideas are so paranoid. Anyone who thinks that a Pop-Tart, some sort of frosty breakfast treat is going to turn your children gay or sexualize them in some way is, is just a paranoid schizophrenic out of their mind. This is sociopath. This is psychopathy. This person needs help, therapy, pills. I don't know what they need. They need God. No, probably less God. <laughs> Maybe God has led them to this. Maybe they need a different God to take them out of this. I mean, it's just, it's just entirely cockamamie and it's, it's just a sign of cultural immaturity. Sadly, sadly it is. And I do have to say for those of you who live in another country, perhaps you've never had a pop tart. Well, don't let this story turn you off of it. Don't let this man's ideas turn you off from these delicious breakfast treats. I recommend strawberry frosted very strongly. No, no, no. Pop tarts, definitely not gay. Although, uh, cinnamon pop tarts totally blow, so maybe they are gay. <laughs> Stupid. A wife's dying wish was to sleep with her ex one last time. A husband revealed that his wife's last wish on her deathbed was to have intercourse with her ex one last time. One husband was left heartbroken. His wife made a shocking last wish. Unable to speak to anyone about it, he took to the interwebs to share his wife's bizarre last wish. The woman told the man that she wanted to sleep with her ex-husband one last time. The disappointed man took to Reddit and revealed that his wife has been suffering from a terminal illness for 10 years. He also stated that the doctors expect her to live only nine more months. He said some sweet things in the post, such as, I don't remember life without her. I don't know what I'm going to do when she's gone. I've been doing my best to make the last days of her life good and great. I would like to grant whatever wish that I can. The doctor said that she was likely to need a wheelchair in four or five months. Then by month eight, she'll be bedridden for the last few weeks. That's if she doesn't decline faster. Unfortunately, matters became worse when the man heard of his wife's dying wish. The wife sat him down, told him, that she wanted to have sex with her ex before she passed away. Speaking about his initial reaction, the man stated, I, of course, was shocked by this, and when I asked why the F she wants that, so basically she thinks that her most physically compatible, satisfying lover was him, was this ex-husband. 
She gave a whole monologue about how sex sometimes is just physical and how emotionally fulfilling sex is with me, but it, it was just bullcrap to get to that point. So now I'm left with this. Deny my dying wife a wish for my own ego or let her go stup another man whom she feels was much better. Honestly, I'm so pissed off and betrayed that she asked this of me. I, I feel like I'm put in a position where I have to say yes because she's dying, of course. I know, I, I know what I want to say, but I don't know if that's right. I'm so hurt that sex with an ex was apparently so good that she needs to do it once before she dies. I just hate everything about this. I'm really not sure what to do. Now, of course, people are weighing in on social media about what this man should do. Someone wrote, sorry, but her illness is no excuse to treat you like crap, man. That is incredibly insulting to you and your relationship. Another person said, well, if that's what she wants, just pack her stuff up and let her live with her ex for the rest of her time on Earth. <laughs> a little mean, a little cruel, but hey, I don't know. What do you think about this? I mean, it's someone's dying wish. Can you separate uh, the physical action of sex with, you know, love and emotions and a different kind of bond that you might have with your current partner? I don't know. These are obviously issues that people deal with daily. This is why people cheat. This is why people have people break up. Uh, but this is a very special circumstance, one that I've never heard of before. Someone on their deathbed asking if it would be okay to do that one more time. Would you allow it if this was your spouse? Call the show, 646-450-2012. And what do you think of her and her request? And what do you think this guy should do? And this is very controversial, and I thought it would be great to put out there. I'd love to hear it from my weirdos. Please call the show or email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Tricky, tricky, it's tricky. It's tricky to rock a ram, to rock a ram, that's right, on time. It's tricky, I wits it. Yay! Japan will release radioactive water into the ocean. Should we be worried? Japan is going to begin releasing treated radioactive water into the ocean. This is following an approval from the United Nations nuclear watchdog for a controversial plan that comes 12 years after the Fukushima nuclear meltdown. So I guess this is treated radioactive water from Fukushima. Uh, they're going to release it. Uh, I heard it's going to give Poland Springs a run for its money because this water is delicious. So you guys want to you get in on this early, all right? Because people everywhere are going to want this radioactive water. Why wouldn't you want to grow a third nipple, huh? Come on now. You think the water you're drinking now is going to allow you to grow a third nipple? Hell no, this will. The plan to release treated wastewater has been in the works for many years, with the environment minister declaring in 2019 there were no other options as space runs out to contain the contaminated material. No other options. they got to just release it out into the ocean. Well, I mean, I think the rest of the ocean's radioactive anyways, so it probably doesn't matter too much. But there is the concern that this might create Godzilla. I don't know if you guys are familiar with how Godzilla was created, but I believe it was radioactive water released into the ocean. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe it was radioactive something, and it had something to do with the ocean. He comes from the ocean, or she. Is Godzilla a he or a she? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see a peepee -pee on Godzilla. Godzilla didn't have a peepee -pee as far as I could see. Seem, seem to have uh, bro energy, though, so I'm going to guess Godzilla's a bro. All right, here, back to the story. We have Rafael Grossi, chief of the International Atomic Energy Agency. And uh, Rafael arrived in Japan to visit Fukushima and present the safety review to the Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. 
But the UN's approval has done little to reassure rattled residents in neighboring countries and local fishermen who still feel the impact of the 2011 disaster. Some have cast doubt even on the IAEA's findings, with China recently arguing that the group's assessment, quote, is not proof of the legality nor the legitimacy of Fukushima's wastewater release. Okay. The article says... Why are they doing this? Well, the devastating earthquake and tsunami in 2011 damaged the Fukushima nuclear plant's power supply and cooling systems, causing the reactor cores to overheat and contaminate water within the plant with highly radioactive materials. Most of you are familiar with this situation. Since then, new water has been pumped in to cool fuel debris in the reactors. At the same time, ground and rainwater have leaked inside, creating more radioactive wastewater that now needs to be stored and treated. The state-owned firm Tokyo Electric Power Company has built over 1,000 massive tanks to contain what is now 1.32 million metric tons of wastewater, enough to fill more than 500 Olympic swimming pools. But space is quickly dwindling. Not enough space for the wastewater. 500 Olympic pools is not enough space for the wastewater tonnage. The company says building more tanks is also not an option. They're all out of tank ideas. They got no more tanks. Can't build any more tanks. They got no room for the tanks. They need to free up space in order to safely decommission the plant, a process that involves decontaminating facilities, dismantling structures, fully shutting down everything, releasing the, the water, creating several Godzillas in the meantime. What are the risks? Well, radioactive wastewater contains some dangerous elements. Oh, can you name any? But the majority of these can be removed from the water, they say. The real issue, though, is hydrogen, a hydrogen isotope called radioactive tritium which cannot be taken away. You can't take away the tritium. It's like herpes. Once it's with you, it stays with you. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. There is currently no technology available to remove the radioactive tritium. What are they going to do? They're just going to drop it into the ocean? Uh, Japan's government says the contaminated water will be highly diluted. Okay, that makes me feel better. It's highly di diluted. It's probably safer to drink than the tap water that, that I get in Los Angeles, I imagine. They're going to release the highly diluted water slowly over the decades. Uh, that means the concentration of radioactive tritium, 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 I don't know this word. It's uh, being released. It would be on, pa on par or lower than the amount other countries allow and meet international safety environmental regulations, they say. Because it's going to be about the same as the radioactive tritiums that the other countries release, guys. You know, everybody's releasing radioactive tritiums, in case you're wondering. And so this will be just the same as everybody else. Everybody's killing the earth in the same manner, and we've approved a certain level of killing the earth. And this falls within that approval level of killing the earth. What, what's there to be alarmed about? <laughs> just killing the earth's oceans. But at the end of the day, I mean, maybe we can get something positive out of this, positive out of this, like fish with three bellies, you know? Oh, don't you want some tuna with three bellies? That's the kind of sushi I want. Three-bellied tuna. Oh, the fatty part. Oh, love it, love it. Fatty radioactive tuna belly. Get in my belly. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Weird AF News, my loyal listeners and friends of the show. We welcome one and all. We even welcome callers. That's right. You can call the show, 646-450-2012. And after this outro, I'm going to publish some phone calls. That's right. We're hearing from some familiar voices, such as Michael from Iowa City, Jim from Cleveland. Of course, we have Hannah 
And new, newbies like Aaron from Ohio. So that's pretty cool. Oh, heard from uh, Buck from Vegas as well. And I got called by a, a law firm. So that was fun. Anyways, if you want to stick around for those phone calls, they're, they're quite entertaining. If you'd like to email me, my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Please feel free to send me stories and links to weird articles that you come across. I appreciate all the assistance. And if you want to support the show, please tell a friend. That's right. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. You, I'm not against you telling an enemy as well. That's a good thing to do for someone. Anybody. A relative. Be they dead or alive. I think you can listen to this even as if you're a spirit. You know, if people can marry spirits, if spirits can get married, then they probably can listen to podcasts, I think. I know they can get married because I've covered so many stories on the, on the pod about ghosts marrying humans. So anyways, uh, this is going off the rails per usual. And that's, you know, I had a very late night. Forgive me. I'm, a tra- I'm, I'm in a totally, totally different country, and the altitude is, is high. The altitude's high. So, you know, when you, have, when you have a few margaritas at a very high altitude, things tend to happen to you. You know, you know so that's what's happening. Send me money. Send me money, because I'm going to probably end up in prison down here. <laughs> Buy me a coffee off my website, weirdafnews.com. But it's not going to be a coffee. It's going to be spent on cerveza. Yay! Oh, geez. Can you believe it? 20 years on the force, and here I am at this house just taking out jars and jars of, uh, excuse my language here, penises. This crazy guy just, you know, he used to work in a morgue, I guess, and we got a call. He's doing some trafficking and body parts and stuff, so... You know, we got the call and showed up, and sure enough, there's shells of members in jars everywhere. So here I am, 20 years on the force, and you believe what I'm doing today. Just brought down to this. Ridiculous. Hey, Jonesy. It seems obvious what the Germans need to pump in there is not lavender oil. But maybe some hash oil. That'll calm them down. Good luck with your life, man. Jimsy, hey. Um, name is Aaron from Ohio, of course, USA. I've uh, been listening to your show now probably two years at least. Uh, something that I got from my Alexa Echo Dot. And, um, well, yeah, I uh, don't really contribute much money. But I try to tell as many people that uh, at least come in and listen to it, what's going on. Um, and I do. I, I love your show. Love being a weirdo. Thank you. Um, so calling in response to the uh, chemical castration uh, going on possibly in Russia, being the son, the child of two prison guards, have like a way different outlook, um, respect, for much of what's going on. Um, for instance, some of these pedophiles were trained as kids to then grow up thinking all of it was okay. So I usually abide by the the laws that nature puts forward and that if you're prepubescent, um, you're not capable of being a reproductive being or individual of a species. 
So there's quite literally no point in even performing any type of sex act other than some abuse to innocence and continuing a very vicious, very terrible cycle. So I, I try to stay as close to the laws of nature that I can because you know, nature usually isn't wrong. I mean, that's all none of us can fly. Um, I think that that about sums it up other than I'm, I'm pretty sure in as far as the states accepting anything about chemical castration, we are constantly going to be pushed up against the wall of whether or not that's cruel and um, inhumane punishment. And that being said, I think the other wall that we've kind of started to break down and invited into our homes, it's into the roles of public fora. And so normally um, anything of public fora, there are only two rules. Um, rule number one, you cannot assault or don't be a bully. Rule number two, you can't threaten to assault. Hey, buddy. Hey, weirdos. It's the Buck from Vegas. Just wanted to tell you that the way you say Nevada is so cringe, man. So cringe. But we love what you do. Take care, y'all. Good luck with your life. Uh, yes, this is the Hanky Donkey. Can I take your order, please? Uh, yes, I think I would like... Uh... Uh, let's see. Hmm. I think I would like the family size package of the Anne Frankfurters. Um, how about the Adolf Hitler crisps? Uh, and I'd like those extra country. Um, and with the Eva Brown sauce, please. Um, let's see. What else have you got? How about the Genghis Kong Mongolian beef? Uh, the large size, and um, how about the mousy tongue sandwich, and uh, how about the Khmer Rouge Pol Pot stickers? Yes, I think that will complete my order for today. Okay, let's see here. Um, the Aunt Frankfurter family package, that will cost you eight. The Adolf Hitler... Uh, that's a total of six million. Um, the Genghis Kong, that's, uh, 40 million. The Mousy Dong, that's 40 million. And the, uh, let's see, Pol Pot, that's two million. So we got an 85, 6, 91, 90, that was gonna cost you 91 million and eight. Okay, if you pull up to the second window, that's where you can pick up your food. And uh, uh, Honky Donkey is responsible for the pale taste of the food as well as the items on this menu. But Jeff uh, News is not responsible for the pale taste of this comedy bit. If you pull up to the first window, you can pay with your life. Okay, thank you for coming to Honky Donkey.
Um, I think I'm all caught up. I was reading the, uh, um, well, no, I was listening to the weird AF News episode about uh, Florida schools banning Shakespeare. Um, I um, have a very useless English degree, and as a requirement, um, they told us to study Shakespeare, and... Um, I almost failed the class, um, but uh, luckily I was able, like, I, I just barely passed the class, um, and then later on when I wasn't feeling pressure from professors and I had graduated, um, I read the stuff that I had trouble understanding. Good luck with your life, man. Hey, Jones, it's Michael calling from Iowa City. Uh, about some of the stories you were doing about the triathlon championship series and the people that got diarrhea. <laughs> That's not, I'm laughing, but it's really not a laughing matter. Those elite athletes that enter those kinds of events, they don't have to pay an entry fee. And for this event, the prize money was $3.6 million across uh, the top finishers. And last year's prize money was $2.9 million. So that's up quite a bit from last year. Obviously, the low-level schlubs pay an entry fee, but those elite athletes pay no fee, and they earn their place by um, participating in multiple events throughout the year that earn them a place in the final championship series. Another thing that you were talking about was the um, the banana spider over in Austria in the city of Krems in Durden. And one of the things that I love, <laughs> I absolutely love, is when you try pronouncing the names of these difficult places, especially foreign countries like India or maybe another place in uh you know, Eastern European countries, and you try and try and try, and I love the tenacity that you give it, and you just won't give up sometimes. And then at the end of trying four or five or six or eight times, you say, nailed it, when even when you clearly haven't. And I just laugh and laugh and laugh out loud. So that's something that I love when you do it, and please don't stop doing that. On the outro yesterday, you were singing one of your little ditties, and uh, it was an ELO song. This is another thing that I love that you do. Please don't stop the little musical interludes. And while I personally am not a huge Jeff Lynn fan, I am a fan of his band ELO. And he also, Jeff Lynn was in the Traveling Wilburys, one of the group of most talented five individual men that, pardon me for being judgmental here, I usually try not to be especially about people's looks, but five of the most talented singers ever, but five of the ugliest men ever in occupying one small space at the same time, you know, uh, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, Jeff Lynn, Roy Orbison, and George Harrison, but, you know, very, very talented men, but not an attractive group of gentlemen. But, uh, yes, I am a fan of ELO. 
So thank you for that uh, musical interlude. And for the youngins out there that... Chris Jonesy with the weird news. Go, Chris Jonesy, go. Good job, you rock and roller. Jonesy, you rock and roller. I thought you were pretty funny with the Lockness story. Very uh, funny. I think you hit it out of the ballpark. Hopefully you're having a good day, buddy. Getting ready for my football game preseason. I know it doesn't count. Deshaun Watson's playing. I don't know for how long, but we'll see what the uh, gentleman can do. Hopefully you're doing good, getting ready for football season. And uh, come on, man. you got to pimp out them shows you're doing. I need to hear where you're at. Very interesting. Maybe one day you'll make it to Ohio. Who knows where you might end up? Only the shadow knows. <laughs> all you weirdos out there, love you all. Love you too, Jonesy. Jim from Cleveland saying it's almost time for football season. We'll see what my team does. Talk to you later. Love you. Hello, Mr. Jones. This is Peter Johnson from the law firm of Taint, Balzac, Fremunda, and Wavos. And you put out a call for some legal advice on the case of this transgendered woman whose testicles were removed and her ex-partner is maintaining possession of her testicles using to return them to her. Yes, it's unusual that she has testicles that were not disposed of as medical waste and that she as keeping possession of those testicles. But as some people would maintain, her ex-lover has possession of those testicles. Now, while my law firm usually deals in cases such as asbestos poisoning leading to mesothelioma, Talcum powder leading to cases of feminine hygiene and leading to cases of women's medical cancer in the feminine area and such cases as, you know, the Camp Lejeune water poisoning case from the American government. We do specialize in other kinds of cases as well, and we would provide a legal defense for this transgendered woman. While some people say non-possession is, possession is non-tenths of the law in defense of her ex-lover, under the theory of corpus cavernosum, we would say that she was the former owner of those testicles, They are her possession as part of her body, and she should maintain possession of those body parts for eternity, ad infinitum. And I defy anyone who is an opposing counsel to provide any sort of defense to the contrary. And we would find that any judge would be supportive of that, and any jury would also find in support of our defense of corpus cavernosum. Now, you were looking for advice in this matter, and we have provided it to you. And if you or any of your listeners would like to contact us, we can be reached at the law firm of Taint, Balzac, Huevos, 
and Tremonda. And that phone number would be 646-450-2012. And we thank you, Mr. Jones, and wish you good luck with your life.